Brian Hayes hit nine home runs all of 2022. He hit one yesterday that just might be enough to get your hopes up anyway. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. The Pirates lost to the Phillies 9-7 in Grapefruit League action in Bradenton. And as much as that doesn't matter, and as much as Hayes hitting a home run doesn't matter, just like everything else in exhibition play, the way he hit it and the way he'd been talking about modifying his approach entering this spring, that does kind of add up a little bit. If you missed it, he basically got under a pitch, drove it, and I mean really drove it, a little bit to the left of center, up onto that boardwalk that they now have at Lee Com Park, and it went. This was not a Bradenton ball. Um, Key did acknowledge that at PNC Park it would have been a double, but that's because of the north side notch. In Bradenton, you get some cheapies, and this wasn't one of them. He really, really stroked it. Here's what he had to say to reporters right after that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, just thought process, just hitting low and hard and uh, being out front a little bit. Got some elevation on it. Um, but for me, I mean, even that ball, it's probably a double at our field in, um, in PNC, but um, that's how I want to hit balls, just kind of low and hard like that. And, uh, if they happen to carry out, they carry out. Kid's just so honest. I, I mean, he didn't have to say any of that stuff, and he did. But he also understands that more power is expected from him, not because the team needs it or whatever, but that's just that's just a default, I think, of where he should be as a hitter. I hate to keep bringing up 2020, the pandemic year, and the fact that he was like the second coming of Ted Williams in the one month that he was up in the majors, but... He was unbelievable. And that included his power. He was spraying the ball to all fields with pop, not just the other way, the way we've seen over the last couple of seasons. He was really, really stroking it. Do you remember the opening day home run that he hit at Wrigley Field? And then after that, he goes down with a hand injury. And then everybody wonders if that's the thing that sapped his power away or who knows what. In his eyes... In his own eyes, and again, bear in mind that this is someone who's pretty honest, he feels it's just him having gotten away from a certain type of stroke. If you picture in your head, close your eyes and picture him swinging a bat, where's he hitting the ball to? Yeah, right field. Every single time. In fact, it even looks like he aligns his feet and shoulders to hit the ball that way. Well, Now go back to 2020, and you'll see that he's just annihilating the ball. Including when it goes oppo, he's still swinging hard. He's still putting everything he has into it. He's not just kind of leaning out there and hoping the barrel does the work for him. That's a big, big deal for this franchise. The Pirates as a collective hit 135 home runs in 2022. That was 18th overall in the major. So if you think they were catastrophic in the power 
context, you're not accurate. They were catastrophic offensively because they couldn't get anybody on base. And they had a whole lot of solo shots. And they were also not all that great because they didn't get much at all from their corner infield spots. First base, they seem to have taken care of by adding Carlos Santana, G-Man Choi. If you look at them as a platoon duo and you put them into the lineup as a platoon split, it looks like you're going to get something out of first base, including possibly production. But with Key, you just have no idea. You have no idea for two reasons. One, I just mentioned the pop, and the other is the durability, is staying on the field. We've talked a lot on this show about the conversation he and I had near the end of last season about his back and how that was bugging him throughout. So if the hand injury is gone and the back isn't, it's going to be tough again. He needed to get himself, I believe, into stronger, sturdier major league shape to be able to withstand the rigors of being out there for 120 games or whatever it is. But when you're you're the guy... On the team, certainly in terms of payroll, you're the one to whom they've made a long-term commitment. Got to stay out there. You got to find a way. And it's not like he doesn't have places from which to get advice. His dad, Charlie Hayes, was a major leaguer and played a lot of years in the game and was durable. Both of these are things that come with solutions. They really are. Uh, I'm anything but down on key, but I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of get the sense that Uh, A lot of people are, not in the organization, outside. I'm talking about fans. I'm talking about you. And uh, don't be. Don't be. He's still young. And he wants, he wants to do well. And he understands, uh, to use this term again, what the expectations are of him, uh, both inside and outside the Pirates. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Alex, who says, Hey DK, first reaction to the new rules are mixed emotions. I like the tempo, but I don't want it deciding games. Do you think that they might alter the rules before opening day? For example, you can't strike out or walk on a clock violation similar to a foul ball. Maybe get rid of the clock after the seventh inning. No, no, and wow, no, no. Just accept that this is the way this game was played for a century and a quarter. This is the pace at which baseball is supposed to be played. The fact that everyone was able to get away with prolonging it and delaying it and scratching their privates and everything else to make the game four hours was not a positive. It's not something that anybody should be clamoring to keep. It's crazy to me. If a hitter doesn't want to cause the final out of the game, get in the box. 
There's a lot of things that are hard to do in sports. Getting in the box is not one of them. That's all you got to do. I think it's with eight seconds left on the clock. You have to have both feet in the box. This is not hard. Anyone can do this. There's nothing to, and then, and then to suggest, and I, I, you're not the only one that's brought this up, Alex, the whole seventh inning thing, get rid of the clock after the seventh inning. Why? What do you want to, you want to turn the final three innings into an NBA game that just drags on into eternity at the end? Why? To what end? What is it that you'll miss about plotting baseball? I, I can't begin to understand anybody being opposed to this. Watch these games. Watch the way they're being pitched. Watch the fact that the hitters aren't doing that silly thing with the Velcro on their gloves and everything else. This is this is nuts to me that anybody is opposed to this. I, 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 I mean, I'm grateful that you listen, Alex, but this, this makes absolutely no sense. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.